0: The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad.
1: Feels like... We're in Vancouver on the coast this afternoon, and that is where we're going to start first, but I want to set it up. All right. Uh, You know that uh, Alberta governments, uh, well, the controversy around the UCP uh, MLAs and their staff traveling over the holidays amid the COVID-19 pandemic, has brought a lot of attention back on to a promise that uh, Premier Jason Kenney made about recall legislation. In fact, It was in the UCP platform before they were elected. Uh, It was promised in the election campaign at the run-up. At the time, Jason Kenney said a provision for recall would be, quote, an instrument of accountability if elected officials totally violate the trust of voters. Take a listen.
0: United Conservatives believe that MLAs should be accountable to their voters not just at election time but in between elections. That's why we will bring in a recall law allowing voters to fire their MLA and force a by-election if that MLA has abused the public trust. This is a law that exists in most U.S. states and about a dozen countries around the world. Uh, With 40% of signatures on a petition, you and your fellow citizens could fire your MLA if they've broken your trust, putting voters back in the driver's seat
1: so that was Jason Kenny back in 2019 now uh, a private member's bill would have done that Uh, it was called the Elections Recall Act but it died on the floor of the legislature uh, in January of 2020 following the end of the legislative session but during its February 2020 speech from the throne the government once again said recall provision a recall provision was among its priorities we do know there is uh, a special Democratic Accountability Committee including both UCP and ADP MLAs which is taking a look at how it might work but a bill has not been reintroduced and it's interesting this afternoon um, uh, reports that the recall promise uh, and the outline on the UCP website uh, has been um, well it's not there anymore I've looked for it as well can't find it Um, so the big question given everything that's gone on over the past couple of weeks is is will it be put in place when will it be put in place What would it look like? Well, you know what? BC has had recall legislation in place for MLAs for quite some time. Let's find out more about that with global news BC legislature reporter and online journalist Richard Zussman. Richard, welcome back to the show. Yeah gentlemen you can delete things off a website but you
0: can't delete them out of the memories of Alberta i don't
1: think no you cannot and you can better believe that this is uh that this has been uh you know just brought the attention the focus right back on this I gotta ask Richard I was curious to know um you know with everything that's pat been happening here in Alberta and uh, you know across the country to be honest with you with with uh, with uh, politicians traveling what's the word out of BC it's been very quiet on that front. Yeah, our
0: politicians have been very well behaved I was trying to grapple with why this is the case I think a small part of it may be weather the British Columbians don't have the same sort of culture of traveling south during the Christmas break as Albertans may uh, there has been in many essences a big buy-in from a lot of British Columbians around the health edicts and, and that may be a case as well but yeah we've heard back all 87 MLAs here are accounted for they did not leave the country uh, During the Christmas break, all senior public servants are accounted for. They did not leave the country during the break. So, you know, we watch very closely as we see our colleagues in Alberta and Ontario and Quebec and Saskatchewan grapple with this. But, you know, so far here, everybody followed along with the rules. We did have one instance where Premier Horgan mentioned just before the Christmas break that he was planning on bending the rules slightly and having his son and daughter-in-law over for Christmas dinner, which would have been against the rules. But after he uttered that in a year-end interview, uh, he quickly changed his mind and decided just to have Christmas <laughs> dinner with his wife. So, you know, everybody's grappling with these issues, and clearly, you know you know much better than me, and it's hit a chord with people in, in Alberta and across the country. It's just, you know, it makes people so angry when politicians do one or say one thing and do something completely different.
1: Yeah, without a doubt, and, and that is what we're what we're hearing. And while some people to my text line are, are saying, Okay, enough's enough, he you know, he accepted the resignation of his municipal affairs minister, his uh, chief staff as well. A lot of other people are, are, are saying, you know, it's simply not good enough and it just shows a disconnect between the government and the people it serves. So we'll see what happens um, you know, on that front as it continues to unfold. People are still wanting to see the premier get in front of uh, some media cameras, and take questions from reporters but I suspect that the brakes are going to be pumped on that for a couple of days uh, still but regardless it wasn't a quiet New Years and it wasn't an easy slide back into work uh, coming back uh, on air this week Richard and, and so I wanted to get into this recall legislation with you in BC because BC is the only province in the country that has it, it that's right I like get and it goes back yeah. quite a while like 1991 yeah, so it was a referendum in 1991,
0: uh, supported by, at the time, the two major parties, the Social Party Party and the NDP, and it, and it passed with huge support. You know, people like this idea of being able to have direct democracy that if an MLA misbehaves, that they have the power to recall them uh, outside of an election cycle. And there's been a few examples here on BC. It has never actually been utilized, but there have been two examples where it is uh, but very close for different reasons. So one is MLA Paul Reitzma in 1998. So he was found to have been writing letters to newspapers under assumed names praising himself and attacking his political <laughs> opponents. Uh, clearly that did not go over particularly well. So a recall petition was launched. It had enough signatures uh, from the electorate, which is 40% of registered voters in that electorate, to launch the force a by-election, but... Reedsma quit before he could officially be recalled. So that's the closest we've ever gotten. During our HST controversy, so some may remember that uh, in 2010, 2011, uh, BC brought in the harmonized sales tax. Uh, without the support of the electorate, and it was rejected by referendum. But at that point, there was an aggressive recall campaign, and there were a few different writings uh, that got very close to target government MLAs to be recalled. Again, they never go over the threshold. It's hard to get 40% of all registered voters in a writing to sign up to be verified, but it is a tool that is at the disposal of the electorate if they are frustrated and angry about the actions of their MLA.
1: It's, it's interesting because again this is just for uh, uh like mlas here the talk has been over the past couple of years that that recall legislation could also include uh you know m- municipal yeah. uh you know city councillors and and that sort of thing i am wondering in part i mean y- you look at how that that came in the support for it back in in, in 1991 this overwhelming support it's only been used a, a couple of times uh you know as you as you mentioned and, and you know the the situations are, are Around that, Richard, is it just good enough to have it on the books? Is it, do you think it's something that um, that um, provincial politicians have in their back of the in the back of their mind when they are maybe making decisions about what to do or what not to do? Or do they really give a crap about it because it is so hard to get that 40 percent? Yeah, so I
0: think that's a really important point doing, that we should have the tool, like there should be a threshold. It shouldn't be, you know, you know, random 500 signatures and all of a sudden you have a vote to recall someone from their job. But 40% sets a target that it will require work from organizers to go get those hmm. signatures and there needs to be a substantial enough feeling amongst the electorate that this is something worth doing. So that's why a high threshold is important and I do think it uh, puts of in the back of the mind of politicians as they make decisions that this is a possibility i don't think any of the mlas in alberta if there was this legislation would have thought twice about going on a trip to hawaii or going on a trip to the united states but i do think it provides greater accountability overall for politicians to say you know we need to be accountable to our electorate not just every four years but every day, every week, every month. So they are our employers, and we need to be accountable to them as our constituents, as the electorate.
1: BC has recall legislation, and uh, we know that uh, there's been a lot of attention focused back on that, given what's happened in this province over the past uh, week and a half. Richard Zussman, the Global News BC legislative reporter, joining us this afternoon to explore what that recall legislation looks like in BC, because it is the only province in uh, in in the country that has that that 40% threshold. And you know, I've been reading some articles here about you know the potential of what the threshold might be here in, in Alberta. That threshold is is a is a real fine line, isn't it? Because oh. it has it has to be ach- you know, I guess it, it has to be achievable for um for, for voters or for the people who want to do something maybe uh for an elected official. Um you but it can't be it can't be too low um that it could just be used willy nilly, but it can't be too high that that, that it might not ever be used successfully. That's that's a real fine balance. It is. But right
0: now, during a pandemic, it would be incredibly challenging, right? So often, these are run by petition drives, where you have volunteers and organizers going door to door, standing on straight corners, you know, mm-hmm. going through the community to gather these signatures. That's not possible right now during COVID. And the way it works here in British Columbia, these would not be online petitions. You still need to go and get those signatures. So even mm-hmm. if the uh, legislation existed in Alberta, similar to D.C.'s right now, actually gathering those signatures, thousands of them, would be nearly impossible because, you know, there would be an uncomfort from the electorate to have people on their doorsteps. And so we need to consider that as well. This is not an automatic tool that a bad behaving politician loses their job. But again, it is something, a promise was made by Premier Jason Kenney, a promise should be kept by Premier Jason Kenney. Mm -hmm. And like all of this, I think it's, the hypocrisy that is making people so angry. That you said one thing, you did something else. You promised this legislation, you're not implementing it. You, know, you told people not to travel, your MLAs did. I think the hypocrisy is getting too much for people, and this helps provide a, a check to that hypocrisy.
1: Uh, Richard, before I let you go, I, I'm just curious because we haven't talked actually in a very long time. I'm not sure that we have we have talked during uh, during the pandemic, and and you know we've been following closely, of course, uh, you know just through the numbers because that's what we do. What what is happening in BC? Where are things standing uh, right now with um, the the pandemic, with the COVID situation in BC, and the vaccine rollout there? Because there's yeah. a lot of questions about what's going on here.
0: Yeah, very similar to what's happening in Alberta. You know, one of the challenges of BC are rural and remote communities. So the province yeah. has decided to provide the, the vaccination to a lot of those communities, and it's taking time to get the vaccination there as well. And like Alberta, there's been a struggle with training people to actually administer the vaccine. We haven't had the same sort of issues, though, on vaccinations uh, being spoiled or, or concerns yeah. being raised around that issue. I know that that's been addressed in Alberta. Uh, as not completely true, but we haven't yeah. even had those issues raised here in British Columbia. And then in terms of our cases, we've had incredibly low testing numbers over the last few mm. days, so it's really, really hard to gauge where we're at in terms of new cases. Our hospitalizations are going down, but only slightly. Uh, and we have on Thursday um, the uh, date, the expiration date around our. Uh, strict measures on social gatherings uh, it could be extended or, or could be um, removed in some jurisdictions. So we'll have to wait and see on that on Thursday. But, you know, we're hearing a lot still of, you know, interprovincial travel, although not encouraged, is still allowed. And we're still getting a lot of news of people, especially along that border, going sort of back and forth between BC and Alberta. And so but yeah. we haven't, those are the communities... Uh, recently where we've seen big spread. You know, where we're seeing is still really focused in on Metro Vancouver uh, as well as some person in the northern part of British Columbia.
1: Richard, uh, always great to talk with you. Keep up the great work, and let's do it again sooner rather than later. Thanks for this. Yeah, thanks for are
0: on to do. I appreciate it as always. Take care.
1: Yeah, you betcha. Richard Zussman uh, checking in this afternoon. He is the global news BC legislative reporter again. BC has had recall legislation since 1991, um, and you uh, know it, it has been it was a, a promise uh, made uh, by the UCP as they were campaigning uh, in in the last election. I played that uh, clip for you uh, a little bit um, a little bit earlier from Jason Kenny. What happens with it now? Um what does that look like moving forward? I know a lot of you for a long time have said, you know what, you want recall legislation. This is something that has been... That has been a, a passion of yours, and I think that you would like it, really, at all levels, and uh, you know, um, you know, even uh, federally, if if that was, uh, you know, possible. But this is something for you. I know Albertans have wanted this for a very long time. We'll see, we'll see uh, what happens in in the months to come. But yeah, again, uh, there was a private members' bill um, that would have put this in place. It was called the elections recall act and it um it uh, died on the floor on january of 2020 following the end of the legislative session the february 2020 throne speech it was uh, brought up again let me know what you think about recall legislation about recall legislation do you think yes do you think no